The result, we are even struggling today to maintain the very infrastructure we inherited from our erstwhile oppressors. And uh, I don't know where we are now, uh, but from the opposition's point of view, from the UTM's point of view, simply is that uh, we need another government. Hello, welcome to Politricking. My name is TD Madia. This is an Eyewitness News Politics podcast. This is episode 12 of season 3. So the guest this week is Bantu Holomisa, leader of UDM, the general, as most of us call him, because he actually is a retired general. Don't think that that's just for fun. He actually has the title. But before then, I want to speak about Africa's heads of state's mission to Ukraine and to Russia over the weekend. I think I understood they meant well. People dismissed it. Like, what are you doing? You're inconsequential. You don't matter as Africa. I have an issue with the fact that we've accepted that narrative, like that Africa's views simply should not matter when it comes to geopolitics. I can't accept it because we are a continent with untapped potential. There's so much. And if we're going to ever move in a way where we must find respect in the big, big world of geopolitics, you've got to make moves, right? You've got to assert yourself. You've got to be seen. But I tell you, watching that aircraft in Poland that was detained that had our journalists, the flight crew, the president's security I kept thinking to myself, yeah, no, geopolitics has a I kept thinking of that song that was doing the rounds on TikTok. You want to bamba? Yeah, you want to run kitty kitty? You want to run kata? You want to play with the big boys? And I was like, yeah, no, no, no. Playing with the big boys is tough. It's painful because you feel the consequences so quickly. Right? You're hearing about Agoa being taken from us. But when you're watching the journalists who could not get out of an aircraft after a long haul flight and you're still stuck in there, you realize, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Geopolitics are super bad. But even saying that, having that, having seen that and listened to my colleagues' fears and cries and relief because they're back home, I still say Africa has to agitate in a particular way. Even if you are dismissed, mind you. You've got to assert yourself and, and stop being seen, at least attempt to stop being seen as big fish in a small pond. Africa is not a small pond. We are those with untapped potential. They need us as much as we need them. And we need to figure out how to play that game. Having said that, this whole thing was clumsy. Yo, that media briefing in Ukraine with Zelensky, our different presidents, where one is like, yeah, we're neutral. And the one says, no, African Union is very clear. We stand with Ukraine. And the one says that. And then Zelensky is questioning the roadmap. It was clumsy and embarrassing. But I do think it's necessary. Whether or not their, their, their attempts will heed anything, I also think it's something you don't dismiss as easily as many have. Because we are the nation that took so many years to just, of just talking to get to where we are, right? We did not get to a democratic breakthrough overnight. I think about those Codessa talks that all of you, not all of you, many, shame and think we're a waste of time even that took many years to get to a point where there were free and fair elections or democratic elections as it were in 1994 so i have this whole thing about how nothing happens overnight 
Many countries sit and talk. You agitate. You start somewhere. And I also find it interesting that people also differ, mind you, with the approach. You're from a president of Mbekis and you don't go there with your lists. You go there to listen. As you know, the African heads of state went with lists. So I don't know. But you also have people like former deputy president, Pumzem Lamangunka, saying, you stick it out. You stay the course. And eventually something will give. So that's a story that we, you know, we'll kind of wait and see. We'll keep an eye on. Watch and see. Bantu Olemisa says we have no business doing that. But that it was more important to maybe agitate towards someone like Joe Biden. Because this is a NATO issue. And he's correct. Definitely is a NATO issue. Here are his thoughts. Are there any redeeming qualities? Almost 30 years into it. With everything that's gone wrong. Is there anything still salvageable in your eyes? Yes, it is. is we, st- we are still optimistic about the future of this country. Make no mistake, but uh, we need to change uh, the trajectory as soon as possible. And in doing so, uh, is that we need to professionalize the players who are leading us, in particular in the administrative sphere. We need to introduce career civil servants where you train civil servants not just grab anyone and make him a, a or her make a dg who has never done even an induction course some are chief directors who have no clue about what they are talking about in their departments to make things worse is for political heads that is ministers who have usurped the powers of the accounting officers by issuing uh, political directives which are laced with corruption. A lot of people talk about trying to professionalize uh, public administrations, well, the administrative space. Mm. You've got people like Lindu Mazubugo with Future Elect mm. who are trying to agitate and create a new cohort mm. of people who want to serve the state mm. as opposed to people just focused on the party politics side of it mm. and being political heads. It's taken us a very long time. We're not moving the needle as fast as we should. In part, I think it's because people are still benefiting from where the gaps are and where corruption can thrive. Mm. Um, is that it? Is it as simple as we're struggling to move the needle to change things because people are enjoying the benefits of corruption? No, definitely we are caught up in the middle of uh, this uh, part we're traveling precisely because we relied on people who were deployed by the ruling party. And the reason for deployment was also uh, going to help the party itself by channeling the resources back to Lutuli House, as we have witnessed over the years and confirmed by commissions of inquiries. So if there is no political will to professionalize civil servants, civil service, then forget we will continue with the current setup. And then it will be pointless to feel hopeful. I said earlier, you tweet a lot. You've had a lot of views now about the peacekeeping mission, the Africa peacekeeping mission to Ukraine and to Russia. They are trying to play some role in what's happening in that conflict with the invasion, of course, of Ukraine. What is your sense? Because my feeling from your tweets is that you think this was actually, uh, in, it's inconsequential, our efforts, we shouldn't have bothered. I don't think uh, we should have poked our nose into that met that in the affairs of Russia and uh, and Ukraine 
because we know the history. The tension there is between Russia and NATO. Yes. Simple. Full stop. Hence the treatment of South African journalists yes, in the lights in Poland. Yes, yes. There's no other way you can describe it. As long as NATO is not willing to come to the table and sit around with Russia, then there will be no con- there, no conflict will be resolved there. Also, hijacking that from the UN Security Council, because that matter should have been handled from day one by United Nations Security Council. Then when they try now to blackmail South Africa and so on and so on, we should have just kept our mouth shut. You have a history of playing a role in mediation. So I struggle with that because I sit from a position where I think it's good that Africa, that's often sidelined, disregarded, no one cares what our views are, are trying to insert themselves. You are punching above your weights? Absolutely. You have no business there? Maybe. But it is important for African leaders to try and show up in spaces of top conversations in the <coughs> geopolitical space. It's tough. You know I, that I, I bad. it's very difficult. I, but should we not try? I fully agree with you. In principle, but we do have a platform. The United Nations, we have a platform there. We should have made a lot of noise within that sphere and call for this sol- the problem of, of Russia, Ukraine to be solved by UN, which has a, a, a instruments to do so. And also, if, for instance, we were to talk about a need to declare a certain buffer zone where we would deploy peacekeeping forces there, international ones. Why would UN not do so? Because we do so here in Africa. Mm. Why in that area we're not, they were not prepared to, to venture into that airspace? It's precisely because NATO has got their own agenda and Russia has his own way of, of, of viewing NATO uh, forces as a, as a main threat to them. As somebody with the history that you have in terms of mediation, I mean, taxi conflicts, churches, yeah. as somebody with your history, what do you think ought to happen? Especially when you think about South Africa's role, because we are caught in the middle. When you look at things that are happening in the country, you always get the sense that there's a turf war that's happening and we are stuck. Yeah, threats of Agoa, Agoa being taken mm. from us by the Americans. Yeah, this uh, non-alignment versus no, you're actually aligned. There's a push and pull that we're constantly finding ourselves in. What should happen? Keep it simple. If our president, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, to... Uh, today, I would have simply asked a meeting between the president of USA, president of Russia, and Ukraine. Just those three. You will find a solution. You needed to bring Joe Biden into yes. the conversation. You do keep saying mm. NATO is an aggressor. Yeah. And we definitely know with the threats mm. of a goal being taken from South Africa mm. that America is definitely an aggressor. In fact, I keep arguing <laughs> that I haven't felt the Americans' pressure on this mm. country mm. as much as we are at the moment. Mm. Mm. So that is something that needs its own attention it, from it where you're tell, coming it from. It tells you why there is this pressure now that it's clear that USA views South Africa as a strategic a country and they wouldn't afford that it would go back to be under a call it the old uh, uh, Russia because there is a view out there that uh, uh, the Russians are trying to or Putin 
is trying to revive the old boundaries back again to build uh, the, the, the strong Russia of old. So also the USA cannot afford, therefore, to allow countries like South Africa. So we're caught in between, but I would have done it the other way around and say, Mr. Putin, uh, President of USA, uh, let's have coffee. The target should be Biden. I take yes. that. I want to bring you back home a little bit. Um, before we even get to Pala Pala and the president, because we definitely have to, I want to start in your home province. Your sense of the Eastern Cape, we have a premier now who has won the first round, at least, of a battle with the SIU. But to see a premier going to the courts to stop investigations, he did it first with mm. the Mamwini Madikizela Mandela Memorial. Mm. He's mm. doing it now with an SIU looking into Forte. Mind you, people mm. are dying at Forte. Mm. People are being killed. What is your sense of your home province and particularly Oscar Mawuyani at the moment? Well, it is unfortunate that uh, University of Forte is in this uh, problem because that's a reputable university which has produced many leaders of the continent. But unfortunately, it looks like uh, this corruption uh, has got tentacles from the state departments, from the ministers, from the presidents, up to inst institution of education. So we must look, it, look at it in that context that uh, this is as a result of a corruption which is eating into the body politic of this country like a cancerous tumor. Having said that, I don't want to argue much about the so-called uh, uh, success of Mabuyan in today's judgment because part B is still coming, which is more serious, where he has to show why he is calling for the government or the law enforcement agencies not to investigate him. So we are still going to hear that part. I don't think this is victory for him. But uh, in terms of uh, Mabuyane being involved into this, you see in this country there seems to be a, 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 the, the, the powers that be are suffering from what I would call a selective amnesia. Because with some, they will say step aside with some you are suspended others they will be left alone especially if they are closer to the powers that be and it's Mahashwili being one of those people who's just been booted out yeah. and Julius Malema once upon a time but before the two of them there was you you were also booted out of that party Did it, does it feel when you reflect back when you reconcile what happened to you in the 90s and you look at where they are now do you still feel like it has always been an issue of selective amnesia, that some are, are higher kings and are dealt with more lightly than others? Or was it a different time with you when you were... No, it was a out? different time uh, with me. And you remember that I think that time after ANC came into into South Africa, coming into, uh, into power, let me put it that way. I think I was the first victim to have been or first person to have been expelled. But uh, uh, there are no regrets because I didn't steal a cent. I was defending a certain principle, which everybody agreed. But I love these days. I just watch TV and uh, open up a bottle of uh, wine and enjoy <laughs> myself. And I said, are they, 
I've listened to this one. Talk, they are talking about corruption, accusing each other. The very uh, word I, I suffered for, for by me mentioning it, uh, making 90s. a reference yes, of, of, of corruption which took place in Transkai government then. Now it's also a fashion among the comrades. The liberators of yesterday, yeah. Hey, let me open a glass of wine. <laughs> and laugh away. Do they call you? Like, has Ace Makashvili, after being expelled, go, Hi, Bantu, let me tell you about my experience. Has Julius called you? When people are kicked out and dealt with the way that they are, do they ever maybe call you and be like, hey, I need an ear from somebody who understands what it's like? In so far as the EFF is concerned, you will recall that I was uh, in their launch in Marikana and I was requested to pass a message. It was the only political party. And I did advise them publicly, and I think uh, those uh, those fellows have done very well for themselves. And as far as ACE is concerned, yeah, we will be having coffee with ACE in one of the days. So don't worry. So we 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 chat. We find each other. Yeah, we are in we are in political limbo, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but did like Julius actually put a call and say I'm out? Never mind the idea of please come and endorse and advise and guide us as a political party. But when he was booted out of the ANC, didn't he not call and say, oh, General, even me, I'm out the door? No, 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 he didn't do that. But you will recall that uh, with Julius, we met firstly when there was that uh, uh, Marikane massacre. He was still, also, it was uh, already, in, he was still mm. in the youth league of the ANC. At that stage, it was just run about the president, yes. just the, at the end, really, yeah, of the yeah. time there. Um, I'll be interested to hear what you and Ace discuss over coffee, but it's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, you have an unwavering position, I think, on the suspended public protector, Busisu M. Kwebani. Um, help me understand where you stand on that mm. matter. And obviously, it's evolved quite a bit. You've got now the mm. issues around the bribery allegations, you now have issues around people like. And even the chair, uh, Richard Njanti, who is an issue and a question mark over them. Your position on that particular person and that office at the moment? Well, I have a problem. Uh, although I'm a politician, but I'm, I've also got a, an experience in the administration. I was a head of a department, Department of Defense, as commander of the Transkai Defense Force then. You see, when you say you are going to make laws, you make a law for an individual. I have a problem with that, with retrospective effect. I mean, that law also being seen that it is going to have a retrospective effect. And to make things worse is when the same person you are dealing with she has not uh, been found wanting by the Auditor General. So she has been running that department correctly. <laughs> and also when you look at the... But the courts have had a lot of damning outcomes no, that's about fine. the work that she's that's done. No, that's fine. We, we have seen dam worse damning outcomes by the higher court on, on lower judges, but they are never impeached. So what we need to do here is that... We need to have rules and regulations because we didn't have rules and regulations to deal 
with the public protect or chapter nine institutions. Mm. We had to come up uh, with new cases in order to effect a complaint by DA. I don't I don't think that's 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 good. That's bad law. But having said that, I think uh, if we are talking about courts, the courts of the Western Cape ruled in favor of the public protect and said suspension. and said this is illegal suspension an illegal mm. suspension. Guess what? Six months have passed since President and the DA have appealed that judgment. Why the Concord is not pronouncing on their judgment? Six months. What's going on? What do you think is going on? I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah, oh. you must have a feeling. No, no, uh, no. You this don't is, just ask a question. You ask a question uh, with an answer in this mind. Is not, this is not, this is unusual. Mm. Now you say you, 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 you put this person on a guillotine this side. On the other side, you are closing anyone who would want to, 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 to save his or her life. Mm. That's not mm. right. We're not a, this is not a banana republic. And her window of, of office is coming to an end. We're looking at months now. Do you think that those issues, because now you're speaking about laws mm. and you're speaking about dealing with something as an office uh, and it's legal, in the legal legal standing of an office mm. and how it operates and how we relate to it versus an individual who's currently occupying it. When that window closes, do you think that South Africa will have the stamina to see through and establish particular rules and regulations even be beyond her or does her term of office end and then they'll do maybe even a golden handshake and then we move on because that's what i'm actually concerned about is that we'll leave it with question marks because the term of office has ended i don't think uh, we 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 will not finish that inquiry but what is needed is to comply with the court concord judgment which said the public protector must have her legal representation. So this thing of uh, stopping uh, paying, we are not paying, we are paying, we are, now you are going to be represented by a state advi law advisor and so on and so on. It just shows how desperate these people are. It tells you that after all, it seems as if there was something behind this so-called a impeachment uh, because he remember when he was she was suspended the public protector was investigating about four different cases against the president why don't you guys want to highlight that i think we do talk about it we always have a question yeah. like around how much of attention do we give to that? I'll get to that. Mm. We're going to talk about some of those things. We're going to get there. But I want to also say to you, the other side will also argue that, by and large, her representatives also frustrated the inquiry. What would mm. you then say? Well, in court, all the lawyers, they've got their own tactics and, and styles of doing things. But so far, I think the acting public protector... Uh, shot herself on the, on her foot by withdrawing by saying there's no money to pay, so he get he got into the trap. So the delay therefore cannot be blamed on Kwebana. Okay, so not at all. 
So we'll blame the the acting public protector. Yes. It's cutting your nose to spite your face in your mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. You spoke about some of the inquiries that were before the public protector that have not been dealt with. Palapala comes to mind quite often. Mm-hmm. We as members of the media are always berated for it. But my position on it has never changed. I've always said... Um, there are many question marks. I feel like the rule of law was undermined and I feel mm. like your role as a president has also been undermined because you are accountable to the public. If you don't take us into your confidence, you fail at your job. If you, who is pro, who promotes anti-corruption and respect of the rule of law, don't, are not seen to be doing it yourself, haven't taken the steps, there is a problem. I've never changed from that position. General, that's my unwavering position on all of this. So I then say to you, we've marked a year. We don't necessarily have the answers. What we've seen is a preliminary report where the argument of jurisdiction is put on the table and the acting public protector pretty much clears the president and fault is found, funny enough, with his head of security, uh, Wally Rode and another officer. Which which public protector cleared president? I said acting, didn't I? Okay. Via preliminary report. It's not been made public. It was a leak. Now, you see, the whole uh, fiasco... uh, to me, tells me that the people, the person who is under trial is the ANC itself. Remember that there was a panel report compiled by former Chief Justice of this country, a highly respected judge for that matter. And for the ANC to say, don't even open that report, it tells you where we are, who are we dealing with. So, ANC, including its president, to me, they have failed South Africa on that, on the Palapala issue. I think on that and many other avenues. Do you think South Africans will wake up soon? Not even one day. I think one day eventually they'll get it. But as a country, will soon wake up and say, actually, this party is not serving us. They have already said so on many occasions. They are saying so as we speak. And I imagine they'll say so in 2024 from where you stand. I hope so. And, but but uh, unless we, we watch the IEC, who appoints the people to compile the data? Who appoint these service providers for the IEC? Are the parties aware? What if some of these companies, uh, IT, IT companies, are part of uh, the investment arm of the ruling party's companies. So you're worried about the IEC and its capacity to do its job? Yeah, no, no, they can do the job, but who is doing that job? Is that a proper job? But I can oversight would lie with the IEC. So what you're suggesting is we we should be watching the IEC. We have already raised that issue by saying we want the, the names of the companies which are employed by the IEC right now. I don't know whether they have finished us with that information, but in our last meeting with them, together with other leaders of the political parties, we demanded to know who are these IT companies, who, who which company is printing, where are these things printed, and why are they not numbered in serial numbers and so on. When was this request made? Uh, I think last month. Okay, uh, so uh, that's an important part. Yeah. So political parties are quite worried mm-hmm. and are keeping a, an, an 
an a hawk's eye really yeah. on the I Independent Electoral Commission, the IEC, to make sure that we do get to free and fair elections mm-hmm. ultimately in 2024. Before I move, because I want to speak about UDM and I want to speak about 2024, okay. but before then, I want to speak about the NDPP and I link that the national. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's the director of public prosecutions, the NDPP, Shamila N- Boto, N- NDPP. What is that one? NPA. Yes, the, NP- <laughs> the National Prosecuting Authority. Yes. That's the director of public prosecutions. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, tongue tied. Um. I want to speak about Erica Shamila Batoy, but not just to start on her, mm. but I want to fudge that along with state capture mm. because what you've had were recommendations. But on the back of those recommendations, what you also then got were politicians who were ministers who remain ministers, even though they're found wanting in this report where we spend millions uncovering what's happened. What you got post-state capture is continued state capture. And then you also have an NPA that a lot of people feel isn't moving nearly as fast as it needs to. Um, What are your thoughts? I know you've called Mm. for, I think, an inquiry into her fitness to hold office. Mm. Um, Is it moving anywhere? Are you finding anyone hearing you out in that direction? And not from the government's uh, side. No, you wouldn't. Yes, uh, otherwise uh, she's doing a good job to protect uh, the the top uh, management of the government. Because all of them, most of them, they should have not been there in the first instance, starting from the president, ministers, mandashes, and so on. All those people who were fingered uh, for having uh, benefited uh, uh, from Bosasa legacies. So I don't have any confidence in the NPA. In fact, if you look at the, the last time we had a high profile uh, uh, conviction. It was Jackie Silebe in the last 30 years. How many billions and trillions of friends have have disappeared down the toilet but it's also yes. quite disheartening because yeah. Jackie Silvi's era, era was before the 2010 World yes. Cup mm. so we've been fumbling mm. and bumbling yes. and struggling mm. since then that's the yeah. picture you're painting mm. I want to move on very quickly now to the, the your party the UDM mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure it was written off from the very beginning in the 90s mm. it is still here but yeah take a take from where I'm standing yes. you know what that means right when I say something, you take a take. No, it's, uh, he put it this way so so that people can understand is that you started well and then you have Yes, I'm speaking about a decline. Yes. So those who speak my language will know that it means that it's on its, <laughs> it's, on its knees. It's tough times. It feels like that from outside. Take mm. me inside your party. How is the UDM in 2023? The United Democratic Movement is, is still occupying the crease. We are turning 26 this year. We have been occupying the Chris. We have hit them for fours and sixes. Fours and sixes. Yes. None does not understand No. That's, that's big playing. That's that's big playing. If you UDM. look, if you look at what we have done, it is the UDM which uh, campaigned for the floor crossing legislation to be stopped. It's no longer in our statute books as we speak. It was the UDM which called for the chairperson of the IEC to pack and go. It was the UDM which called for a secret ballot to be recognized. We won that in the Concord. It is With the, many other parties? No, you were but, not alone? No, 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 no. UDM. You must read your... 
I think I was actually there. Yes, you <laughs> might. I was you, very much on the streets. You, you might have been there, but applicant number one was the UTM. Okay, let's give you others, half a point others, for that. Others who might have joined it as yes, friends they joined of as the you court. went along. Friends of the court. So, in in other words, you don't have to be worried much about how many numbers. It's the quality of the work you produce. Which which counts from the from when we are in a democratic setup, we accept that people still want a, their ANC. ANC has got a rich history, and ANC is not uh, only composed of hardline socialists. You have capitalists, you have religious groups. Broad church, yes, mm. a broad church. So, not a single party outside the ANC can single-handedly remove the ANC from power. So that is why we have been saying the best way to do is to create a new alliance because the tripartite alliance as we know it has failed the country. So you need a new alliance which can take us back to the original agenda, that of improving the quality of, of life of all. So, but the United Democratic Movement, don't worry about it, my sister. We are going to see us again in 2024. People have long written an obituary for the UDM. This year we are celebrating 26th of uh, 26th year. We will be launching it, our manifesto in September and also celebrate the 26th anniversary. I remember being at your conference in Mangawung. Mm-hmm. I think that must have been 2015. 14, yes, 2015. Yes. There, there were conversations around succession a little bit, yes, but yes. didn't really take off. I mean, mm. I think Kanye Litchfield joined, she was mm. a deputy, she didn't last. Mm. And the point that I'm trying to drive is you remain the face, the name, the party. So mm. all these successes that you count, mm-hmm. we almost put to Bantu Holomisa mm. and not the UDM. And I can't that's your, see life. That's your own problem. We are outsiders. <laughs> I'm perception the UDM. matters. Perception <laughs> matters. I'm the UDM. But perception matters. I, I agree, my sister. Right? And if people can't see a UDM beyond Bantu Olomisa, are you not in trouble? No, I'm not in trouble. Now, I see UDM beyond Olomisa because I've got competent young people. One of them is a highly respected young man named Colin Kwankwa. Uh, two weeks ago, we have now appointed the youngest secretary general in the country. Mm. So we are very uh, passionate about grooming people. Yes, of course, other people have groomed, were snatched out away by the ruling party during floor crossing. But it's okay. We are now ascending nicely. You will see You're them. Ascending. 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 Yeah. Upward movement. Yeah. Sabona Corner. Sabona Corner, son. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to do. What is the strategy and tactics that you're going to employ as you move towards 2024? What are you specifically going to try and do? A lot of people are looking at younger voters, people who've never voted before. They're looking at different avenues to try and find support. Ob- what is UDM o- trying to o- do? Obviously, we are part of uh, South Africa. So the the majority of voters, if we manage to encourage them, encourage them to go and vote, is the young people. But we are not looking only only on young people. It's a, it has to be a generation mix. We look at the voters, those who will, we are sure they will come and vote. 
We also think that uh, by uh, introducing young uh, generation at NEC level, because the deputy uh, secretary, I mean, the, the secretary general has got two deputies, which are, are, are women, and also you have an organizer with two deputies. All of them are young. So that's why I'm saying we are no longer talking about descending. It's an ascendancy profile which we are implementing. You spoke about an alliance being a necessity to find a new alliance. What does that look like to you? Well, the alliance which would uh, would would be ideal for 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 South Africa is an alliance which would uh, promote the ethics of good governance. That's point number one. An alliance which would uh, be fair come up with the rules and regulations which are fair to all South Africans, not uh, only looking at the interest of the card-carrying members of that particular alliance, but you treat South Africans as equal and uh, deliver the services, and that you make sure that the rule of law uh, is observed by everybody. Because if there is no rule of law in this country, forget about growing the economy. Nobody is going to invest his his or her money, even if his, her money is in South Africa, let alone the ones who will come from outside. And also we need to make sure that we understand the the, 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 the regulations around the uh, I mean the cooperation with with, uh, with your neighboring countries. I wish one day that SADC countries should at least leaders meet once in a quarter to look and compare notes and see whether Southern Africa is benefiting international from international economies, whether we like it or not. The population, the people are already ahead of these governments. They are here in South Africa. They are moving all over. They are trading in and out so but when it comes to issues related to crime we need to tighten with our neighboring countries and speak one language otherwise people are going to be frustrated and if mm. people see from outside that sadak is stable they are going to come and invest in, in namibia in south africa in zimbabwe but we must live harmoniously Mm, that does need better management, yes. particularly the issue around the movement of mm. Africans in this region. Um, you won't be joining the Moonshot Pact as UDM? What is that? Ah, you've answered my question mm. right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I said to them, they, they can go to that trip. We will wait for them. Let us not put all our eggs in one basket, just in case that... Uh, parachute of theirs or their plane crashes so <laughs> off to the moon with the da they will watch it from the sidelines okay general um are you ready for the possibility of a paul mashatili presidency uh the the term of president Cyril ramaphosa ends uh, i think next year no? as the president of the country yes depending on the outcome of the results yes so 
unless you have an exclusive uh, intelligence that he might be a president between <laughs> now and and April next year. I have a crystal ball. <laughs> what? Why you, is he going to be recalled? After hey, this? I have a crystal ball. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and the question is, what would what would it be like for you? Are you what are your thoughts about the possibility of a presidency of Paul Mashatile? No, is is that's a matter of the ruling party, really. I would be. Uh, but if putting, he becomes head of state, I mean, he's the second in command at the moment. That's fine, not because the 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 mandate is between now and next election has been given to the ANC. So I wouldn't be worried about whoever they put him there. Would it be inconsequential? Would it not be easier to try and work with somebody like him for opposition parties to maybe try to come together? Because the issue that we have in South Africa, at least us as citizens, is we are seeing a political space where you're struggling to find one another, to work with each other, no matter the differences. There was a period where mm. that was possible. Which, um, I, which I, 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 I was calling for, arranging meeting between opposition and the president. But unfortunately, he, 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 he didn't have time to constantly meet us. So I don't think I, I can't waste my time on those, on those uh, meetings anymore. Let's look at the results of the elections next year. If Mashatile is going to be, will be the president after next year's elections, of which I doubt because the term of Cyril is five years. When was he elected again? He was yes. re-elected the last year. So you guys, you so are, you are still going to be under Cyril but Ramaphosa for if, if, ANC, if ANC wins. You heard, well, your crystal ball is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But you owe an explanation to the public. Unpack that. Don't just... I will do so when. <laughs> don't just throw loose bones. I'm just bones, Lana. No, I'm not throwing bones for fun. My bones are telling me something, but it'll come to four as everything does. No, we'll have a, a bottle of champagne. Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll say yes to champagne. I never say no. I can't afford it. Thank you so much. That's uh, Bantu Olomisa, the general leader of UDM, speaking about the UDM, its prospects, but also just his thoughts about where we are as a country. I think every day we try and figure out who or what we are to make sense, to be optimistic, not to be. He believes we should be. I don't. I, I, I've always, like, I never know. I'm waiting to make up my mind about what we ought to be. Thank you so much for your Thank time, you. General. Thank you very much, sis. That's it from us. A special thank you to Lerato Herfler, Dudu Zile Masuku, and Tidi Sotwala. For Eyewitness News, my name is Tidi Madia.